to see two doctors a year. You need to see your primary doctor, your medical doctor, your internist, your GP, and you also need to see your gynecologist once a year. Those two doctors, you need to see them. I normally schedule both of them together. I do all my physicals in September, because that's my birthday. So that after my birthday, I know I have to go for my physical, and I need to see my gynecologist and take care of it for that year. So that's one way I want you to remember. On your birthday, your birthday, the week after your birthday, or before the birthday, but the month of your birthday, make sure this is something you can do for yourself. This is your birthday gift. You go, you go see your doctor, and they do a physical on you. Physical is not bad. Physical is not expensive. I know some people were like, well, I don't have insurance and whatnot. Most people here have my number. You can contact me, and I'll direct you to low-cost clinics that you can do your physicals. Most doctors will see you for $50 nowadays. Less than. Or see all these advertisements, um, Clinica Familia, $35 for physicals. It is $35. Only thing you might pay extra for is blood work. And most blood works, like most uh, lab companies, like LabCorp, they will subsidize, uh, they'll, you'll subsidize um, how much you're going to pay. So there's no reason, there's no excuse. We all work hard. We need to take care of our body. Because if we do not, the engine will knock. And when the engine knocks, unfortunately, the, this is the body. There's no spare parts. That's it. All right? So what do we do in physicals? What do we do? So most when we go to see your doctor for your physical, what do you do? Your doctor will do exercises of your body. They'll listen to your heart, your lungs. They'll make you do some walks just to see how your nerves and all your body joints are. After that, they do your blood work. We do your, we check your, your kidney panel, we, we check your kidney function. We check your liver function. We look at your EKG. We do our urinalysis, check your urinary area, all that things. Those are the things we do at a physical. Now, next question. When you did your physical, for people that went, what is your A1C? Mommy, what is your A1C? 6.3. Right. What is anybody else? What is your A1C? T 10. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> It's now down. It's now down to six. Good. It's now down to six. That is good. A1Cs are very important. A1Cs are very important. I will pick out these things, those little things that I want you to do from a physical. Your A1C is very important. It shows how much, how your blood sugar is in a span of three months. Most people will say, I should be able to check my blood sugar. Today, my blood sugar is 92. Tomorrow is 138. Next, tomorrow is 200. When you check your blood sugar at a given time, it's like, look at, think of this ocean. You, the ocean is not still. The ocean is constantly moving. That's how the blood flow in your body is. It's not still waiting. It's constantly moving. So you could have eaten before. You could have done a lot of things that can impact your current blood sugar. So that's why we do an A1C. An A1C is we, tech, we test the sugar on your red blood cells. Red blood cells that months. So that's the best way to check it. So we check that. And then from there, we deduce if you're diabetic, if you're pre-diabetic, and if we need to start working on something so you don't become pre-diabetic. So that's what an A1C is. So I want you to know what your A1C is so we can start making sure you don't become diabetic. Very, very important. So if you've done your physical, make a call to your doctor, ask them, what is my A1C? What was my A1C? And when they give you the number, they will explain to you what to do. They'll tell you, lower your carbohydrate intake, lower your this, watch that, exercise, and all that. The next step, we check your lipid profile, your cholesterol uh, level. Does anybody know their lipid 
profile. Anybody know what their cholesterol is at this point, at this matter? I, I just found out mine is high. <laughs> and my doctor is looking at me. My doctor happens to be my friends and looked at me like, Muti. I'm like, Azisa, <laughs> when I play. <laughs> so we had to take off my cholesterol. She's not going to put me on medication, but I have to start exercising. If you follow me on Facebook enough, you know I've started exercising. Because once I saw my cholesterol, he said, he barely my hand like, <laughs> unless you want to be on that of a starting for the rest of your life, start working on it. So I had to do that. If I did not do my physical, I would not know my cholesterol is 240. And God forbid I may have a stroke. And when I have a stroke, they'll be like, ah, she's only young. She's a young girl. What happened? Is the father's, is a father's village? He's a mother's village? No, it's not my mother's village. It's me scrambling for eggs every day. That's it. It's me not exercising. That's it. It's me eating for fourth. That's it. I know. I just cried and I ate for for fourth right now. I'm telling on myself I know. But I'm going to jump on the treadmill when I get home. So I know. I know I shouldn't have ate it, but that for fourth was succulent. But <laughs> I will pay for it on the treadmill when I get home. So these are the things we need to know. These are the things that will impact the way you live your day-to-day -day life. How you live your day-to-day -day life. If you don't know these numbers, you cannot do, you won't be able to, you know, God forbid, we don't want to die young. So that's one of the prayers we always pray, that we don't want to die young. We need to, as we are praying with faith, we need to work hard. They said, faith without works is dead. So you can be praying, praying, praying. If you're not doing the work, you're just wasting your energy and your spirit. You might as well just sleep. So that's that. Another thing we check is your blood pressure. Does anybody know their own blood pressure? Do you know where your blood pressure range is? <laughs> Do we know where your blood pressure range is? You need? Beautiful. Good. So we need to know where your blood pressure range. As big as I am, most people think my blood pressure is high. No, I run a low blood pressure. My blood pressure is below 120s. I know that's where I live. So when I go somewhere and I check my blood pressure is 130s, Something is wrong. I know something is wrong. But I have to now sit back and say, what did I do? Did I sleep? Did I eat salt? Did I eat Indomie noodles yesterday? Things like that. Did I eat potato chips? Well, I don't like potato chips. My thing is Indomie noodles. Did I eat Indomie noodles? Did I eat Igwe's F4? You know, things like that. That, I, you know, I teeth his food. Did I eat any high salt? That's how I know what's going on. So you need to know where your resting blood pressure is. So those are the things we learn in physicals. There are many, many more, but I'm just going to pick on those because those are very, very important. The reason I picked on those is hypertension, cholesterol, and diabetes. When you have those three diseases, you are at a high risk for a stroke or a heart attack. High risk for a stroke or heart attack. I've heard, I know you've heard somebody, ah, he was just playing tennis and slept and died. Ah, he was just showering and he died. He was sleeping and he died. He was just sitting there and he died. He was at a party and he died. These are things that if we do our physicals, we can know what's going on in our body. You can understand what's going on in your body and then seek treatment or fix them. So God forbid we don't die young. So hypertension, cholesterol, and diabetes makes you a high risk for a heart attack or a stroke. All right. Now, let's go to the second appointment, which is a gynecologist appointment. Ladies in here, when was your last pap smear? Last pap smear. Everybody in here except mommy over there should be getting a pap smear. When was the last one? March? 
I don't see everybody nodding their head. Have we gotten a pastor within the past three years? Good. Yes, good. So for every lady that doesn't have any um, cervical cancer in their family, we need to get a pap smear every three years. Cervical cancer is one of the most dangerous, most aggressive cancers ever. So if you need to, the way you can catch it, it doesn't start, the thing is, the body, nothing starts all of a sudden. It's not like all of a sudden, boom, it's there. There have been signs. I always tell people, your body tells you stuff. You just don't listen. Your body tells you what's going on. I always joke when people are like, ah, I'm having a fever. It's malaria. I'm like, you do know fever is not the only symptom for malaria. Everything is not malaria. Your sneezing is malaria. Your coughing is malaria. It's not. And you start taking um, medications that doesn't pertain. Yes, the medication will subdue the symptoms you're having, but it doesn't fix what is going on. A fever is, or a pain is your body telling you something is wrong here. You just can't take Tylenol without figuring what the problem is. You shouldn't just take medications to cure the symptoms without knowing what the problem is. We need to know the problem. Your body, your, you have a headache constantly. For the, past, for the past three weeks or four weeks, I've had a migraine that didn't go away. I'm a, I'm a nurse, I've taken care, I'm a nurse practitioner, I've taken care of myself at home, I've checked my blood pressure, I've done everything. It got to the point I had to go to the doctor like, home girl, this migraine is not going away. I was like, let's do an MRI, let's do all this, let's do that, let's figure out, God forbid, there's no tumor in my brain. Because I never had a migraine for four weeks straight with no relief, like no relief. So we had to take care of it, thank But there's no tumor there. So when you have a headache, it could be your blood pressure is high. It could be something is wrong with your body that's relieving as a, um, as a headache. It could be your eye. There's pressure in your eye. You're not wearing the right glasses. Little, little things like that. But you just take Tylenol thinking, ah, it's a headache. It's not just a headache. A headache is just not a headache. Headache means something is wrong. We need to figure out what is wrong and we treat it accordingly. All right? Now, gynecology appointments, you do a pap smear, your doctor draws the breast exam. Do you, how many people do a monthly breast exam here? You don't do a monthly breast exam? You don't check your breast every month? By yourself. Okay, good. You need to check your breast by, your, by yourself every month. And you check it after your period, when your breast is less swollen. So every month, you, lay on the, you can lay on, the, lay on your bed and just feel around in a circular motion. Feel around, make sure there are no lumps. Several women have caught lumps that way. Several women have caught their breast cancer that way. Your doctor doesn't live at home with you. You're the one that knows your body. So if you feel something, you go see your doctor and they take care of it. But if you don't take, if you don't know how your body is, if you don't know what's going on in your body from the beginning, how do you know when something is wrong? I say a lot, even when you urinate, look at the color of your urine. Do you look at the color of your urine? Do you know if it's clear, if it's brown, if it's blood? Glory to God in the highest. Blessed be God. We give God the glory and the praise. We thank God for the year, today being the first Sunday in the year 2021. We give God all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. I trust God today as I bring God's word for you right from Italy, Rome, Italy. I believe God that God is going to do something new in your life. And there's going to be a turnaround 
in your life this year, 2021. You're going to experience God as you've never experienced him before. You're going to enjoy the fullness of God's glory, the fullness of God's blessing all through this year, 2021, by the grace of God. I'm Pastor or Reverend Dr. David Donald coming your way this moment with God's word. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you because your word is blessed already. And I ask that you use the blessing that is in your word to bless our lives. And everyone under the sound of my voice, this moment receive a definite impartation from your word in the name of Jesus. And our lives will never remain the same in Jesus' name. I thank God and appreciate Pastor Dockers, you know, the visionary of this particular hope, Diaspora Hope Radio, and the grace of God upon our life. And I appreciate God for this privilege to be a blessing to every one of you under the sound of my voice. And this year, 2021, God spoke to me that there's going to be a revelation of the goodness of God upon the face of the earth. There's going to be a revelation of the goodness of God upon the face of the earth. The Bible says, darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall rise upon you and cause his glory to be seen. God shall arise upon you and cause his glory to be seen in your life. So despite the darkness in the world, despite what has happened in the world, what is going on in the world, but if you're a child of God and if you're connected to Jesus, I have good news for you. God will cause his glory to be seen in your life. And this year, you're going to experience the goodness of God. You're going to experience good news all through this year, 2021. There shall be no evil report of any kind in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Psalm 27, verse 13 to 14, the psalmist said, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. In James chapter 1, verse 17, the Bible says, Every good and perfect gift cometh from above. It cometh down from the Father of life, with whom there is no variableness nor shadow of tongue. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. From Genesis to Revelation, the Bible is littered with the goodness of God. Yet it is the least most preached subject, the least discussed subject, the least preached subject across the continent of the earth. Most people still hold on to traditional and religious beliefs about God. Most people still hold on to religious belief about God. There are religious people who get worried when you say God wants his people to be healed and God wants his people to prosper. And God wants them to be blessed every day of their life. All through scripture, God has been the one that has located man and showed man his goodness. All through scriptures, God is the one that has located man and revealed his goodness. Even the father of our faith, Abraham, God had to visit him, brought him out of his family and revealed his goodness to Abraham. And today, uh, we are blessed in him. So the goodness, God is a good God, and you must have a revelation of the goodness of God for you to be able to enjoy the fullness of God here on earth. So in Genesis, after the fall of man, after man fell in, in Genesis, God manifested himself. After the fall of man in Genesis, God manifested himself in the life of man. After the fall of man in Genesis chapter 3, verse 21, he made a tonic of skin for Adam and Eve. For two of them to be clothed. God made a tonic of skin for Adam and Eve for two of them 
to be clothed. He made a tonic of skin for Adam and Eve for two of them to be clothed. He covered their nakedness through the skin that he made. He covered the nakedness of the first man. After man saying God revealed his goodness, he made sure he clothed them. When Adam and Eve became naked, God revealed himself by clothing them. I prophesy to you this year, God is going to clothe your nakedness in the name of Jesus Christ. In Gen after that episode in, Gen in Genesis chapter 3, in Genesis chapter 4, out of jealousy, Cain killed Abel because of that his sacrifice was not accepted. And Cain killed Abel. But the truth is, after Cain killed Abel, and God came and told Cain that he's caused from the ground because the, bro the, the brother's blood was speaking against him and that he was caused from the ground. After that, God told Cain he was caught because he had broken the principles of creation by killing the brother and the blood. And he said that he will die because of that, because uh, Cain became afraid that he was going to die because he was caught. And he said, anyone that finds him was going to kill him. But God didn't actually cause Cain. But it was actually because he broke the principles and then he was going to die for what he has done. But God still revealed his goodness to Cain and that he put a mark on Cain that the anybody that see him should not slay him. That is how good God is. In, in Genesis, we can also see when God was to destroy the world because of the wickedness of man, he still located Noah and then saved the human race because he's a good God. Beloved, I want to let you know that the God you serve is a good God. And you need to have a revelation of his goodness all through this year. So you can enjoy the fullness of what God has for you this year. In the midst of trouble, in the midst of trial, God is good. Because in the midst of trouble, God is, has always been our deliverance. In Psalms chapter 32 verse 7, it said, Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compact me about with songs of deliverance. In these times, trouble seems to surround us on every side. There's a failing economy, and some people are struggling with a failing business, a failing marriage, or a failing health. Yet, in the midst of the seemingly overwhelming problems, God has promised to deliver us. In the midst of the, these challenges, God has promised to deliver us because He's a good God. He has promised us deliverance. God always will get the blessing to you. God always will get it to you. It is the goodness of God that makes God to ensure that he gets it to you. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19. He said, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Whatever you need today, whatever you need this year, God is your source and he is your supplier. Whatever you need this year, God is your source. God is your supplier. Whether you need a new car, whether you need a place to live, whether you want to buy property, whether you are looking for, for a husband or wife, whatever it is you need this year, you must understand that God is your supplier. And the Bible says he will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. So whether you, whatever it is that you need this year, you must have that understanding that God is good and he's going to supply. You don't have to figure out with your natural mind how God is going to get it to you. And most times we try to use our natural limitation, natural mind to limit God. We try to look at our mind to imagine how God is going to bring the blessing to us. But hear me, you don't have to use your natural mind to determine how God is going to get it to you. You need to remember when you have a need in your life that you don't have to figure out, you know, how God is going to bring the blessing to you. And God was angry with Moses at the point when he was taking the children of Israel out of Egypt. And Moses was disturbed when the children of Israel started asking for meat in the wilderness. Moses was disturbed on how Many cattle will God kill to be able to feed this one and God and feed them. But God was not happy with Moses. 
and God provided for them quails in the wilderness. He caused an east wind to bring it. God is a faithful God. He's a good God. No matter the situation you find yourself, listen to me. God has a way to get to you. And God will get to you this year with your blessing, with your favor, with your promotion, with your elevation, whatever it is you're trusting God for. This year, God will get it to you in the name of Jesus Christ. He dropped the quail. God wants you to live in health. In 3 John chapter 2, the Bible says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. There's a difference between divine healing and divine health. There's a difference between divine healing and so God wants you not just to enjoy divine healing, but he also wants you to live in health. God, there's a difference between divine healing and divine health. So some people that you know you are sick, you get healed, and then you trust God for healing. That's divine healing. But divine health is to live continually in health. And I prophesy to somebody watching me that throughout this year, you shall live consistently in divine health in the name of Jesus Christ. God is good. Listen to me. He is not mad at you. God is good, and he is not mad at you. In Isaiah chapter 53, verse 8, he said, I hid my faith for a moment, but with everlasting kindness, I will have compassion on you, says the Lord the Redeemer. Kenneth Copeland once said, he said, there are six words that makes religious people to go crazy. There are six words that run contrary to religion. And this word is, God is not mad at you. People talk about the terrible things that God will do to them. He will make you sick and he will keep you sick and he will bring you crises to make you strong. God does not make anybody sick. God does not bring crises to make anybody strong. He is not the originator of sickness. Sickness and disease is from the devil. Troubles and storms of life is from the devil. But God is the one that brings the healing to the table. God is the one that brings restoration. God is the one that steals the storm. The storm. So I want you to understand that the God you're serving is a good God. And you must have that understanding and that revelation of the goodness of God for you to enjoy the fullness of God's blessings in your life. God does not make anyone sick. The devil is the one that brings sickness. And therefore, I rebuke any trace of sickness around your life in the name of Jesus Christ. God is the healer. The Bible says how he anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. God is the healer. He anoints us for healing. He anoints us to bring healing. All through this year, I prophesy you will live in divine health in the name of Jesus Christ. And God will make sure you live your, your life in full this year in the name of Jesus Christ. You must understand God is not mad at you. He's not mad at you. It's the goodness of God. It is the goodness of God that led God to send Jesus Christ to the cross. So Jesus went to the cross as a revelation of the goodness of God. And the Bible says in Isaiah 53 that he took your sickness, your infirmities on the cross. So he went to the cross to manifest the goodness of God. And, and at the cross, he paid the price, the full price for your sin. He paid the price for your sickness in his substitutory walk. And so you don't have to carry sickness in your body again. You walk in divine health because God loves you. Now, the Bible says God is not, what I'm saying today, the goodness of God makes you to understand today that God is not mad at you. You must understand that. You must catch that revelation. It is one of the most difficult things for people to believe that God is not mad at them. They start thinking of all the sins that they have allowed in their lives and all the wrong they have done. So they say, I've, I've, I've committed a lot of sin. They say, I've, I've done a lot of wrong. So how God is, God will always find a way to punish me. There's, there's surely going to be something that God is going to do to punish you. But listen to me today. I'm telling you that the God you serve is a good God. 
and God has already done something about your wrongs, about your mistakes, and he did it on the cross. When he sent Jesus to carry your sickness, the Bible says he was pierced for our transgression and he was crushed for our iniquity. All through this year, I want you to go with confidence. The Bible says, come into the throne of grace with confidence, with boldness, that you obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. That all through this year, you will come before God, understand that God is not mad at you, that you might obtain mercy and find grace for help in time of need. God is a good God. This year, 2021, you will still hear good news continually. Good news shall be your portion. You will enjoy the goodness of God because God that you serve is a good God. And I want you to say to yourself, my God is a good God. And this year, I'm going to experience the goodness of God. And say to yourself, in fact, my God is a good God. And this year, I'm going to enjoy the goodness of God in every ramification of my life. I'm going to enjoy God's goodness. Now, how can I assess the goodness of God? We have seen through scripture that God in the substitutional work, he has revealed his goodness to mankind. But how will I be able to assess the goodness of God? And the psalmist said it in Psalm 27, verse 13 to 14. He said, I had fainted unless I have believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. I had fainted unless I have believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. So in other words, the psalmist was saying, for me to see the goodness of God, I had to believe. For me to experience divine health, I have to believe. For me to experience prosperity, I have to believe. For me to experience restoration, I have to believe. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of God. So the goodness of God is experienced in your life when you begin to believe, when you believe God's word, when you begin to walk in faith. Faith is required for you to assess the goodness of God. So I have fainted unless I have believed to see. And when you believe, you will definitely see. I prophesy into your life that all through this year, you will see the goodness of God evident in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. So your faith is required to assess the goodness of God. That is why new birth is the key. Because the moment you gave your life to Christ in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 3, the Bible says, For I say through the grace given unto me, to everyone that is among you, not to think highly of himself as he ought to think, but to think soberly, according to as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. According to as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. If you are a child of God and you've given your life to Christ, listen to me, you have the measure of faith on your inside. So every Christian, every child of God has a measure of faith he receives at new birth. And God expects you to develop that faith. Give time this year to develop your faith. God expects you. How do you develop your faith? You build your faith by hearing God's word. Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. You develop your faith by exercising God's word. As you, you hear the word and you exercise the word, that's how faith comes. So consistently connect yourself to that's where I hope with you. Every program through this year, anointed ministers will be ministering as myself and you'll be receiving God's word. You develop your faith, you build your faith. So God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Every one child of God has a measure of, his, of faith on his inside. But it is his responsibility to develop that measure of faith. It is his responsibility to exercise it for the faith to be developed. Now, so you have the measure of faith. So God expects you to exercise your faith. So if you want to see God's work, put your faith to work. The Bible said, Jesus was speaking, he said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this side, come on tree, be that removed and be that cast into the sea, and it shall obey you. If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this side, come on tree. But the mustard seed on its own, 
is useless unless it is sown. If you want to see the strength of the mustard seed, you must plant it. It's when you plant it, then it will grow, then you, the potential will be released. No matter how tiny your faith is, if you put it to work, then you will see the result of your faith. When you exercise your faith, then you will see what your faith can do. The Bible says, and, and then your faith will begin to connect you, or shine you into the goodness of God. The revelation of the goodness of God will be experienced in your life. So you need the spirit of faith to assess the goodness of God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, it says, We have in the same spirit of faith. According to us, reason, I have believed, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and we speak. The spirit of faith is a believing and speaking faith. We have in the same spirit of faith. We believe and therefore we speak. They also believe and also spoke. All our fathers of the faith that experienced the goodness of God. David was a man who saw the goodness of God all through his life. He fought battles and never lost none. The spirit of faith operation in the life operating in the life of David is what is operating in our lives. We have the same spirit of faith. The spirit of faith operating operating the life of Abraham is what is expressing operating in our life. We have the same spirit of faith. The spirit of faith that operated in Jesus. It is that same spirit of faith that Jesus had that we have. The Bible says, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 13, we having the same spirit of faith. According to written, I believe, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. The spirit of faith, what is the spirit of faith? The spirit of faith is the believing and speaking faith. It is the believing and speaking faith. This year, you must not be silent. You must declare God's word to every situation. You must make up your mind to speak what God says about you in faith. The spirit of faith is the believing and speaking faith. The spirit of faith believes God's word and declares it as his, and then it sees his manifestation. Jesus demonstrated a God kind of faith to us in Mark chapter 11, verse 12. And on the and, and as he was going with his disciples, he saw a fig tree having leaves, and then he went towards it to be able to eat food from it. And when he got there, there was only leaf, but there was no fruit because the Bible says the time of the fig was not yet. And Jesus cursed the fig tree. And the time he cursed the fig tree, everybody had him. The disciples had him. He demonstrated the God kind of faith. He spoke to the fig tree. He said, no man eat fruit from you hereafter. On the morrow, the Bible says, Peter called it into remembrance and said, Master, the fig tree with that cursed, withered away. The fig tree that you cursed has withered away. So Peter recognized that it was when Jesus spoke the word to the fig tree that the fig tree withered. That is the spirit of faith. The spirit of faith is believing and speaking faith. It's believing and speaking faith. That is the spirit of faith. And, and the spirit of faith is the believing and speaking faith. And the spirit of faith is the believing and speaking faith. In Mark chapter 11, verse 12, and on the morrow, they came to Bethany, and he was hungry. And he said to the fig tree, let no man eat fruit of you hereafter. And that was the end of the issue. And the fig tree wither. In verse 23, Peter was calling to remembrance. And he said, The fig tree that you cause has withered away. The fig tree which thou causes has withered away. So everyone, listen to me. In Mark chapter, in, in the book of Mark, Jesus said the same thing when he was speaking. He said, Whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not fall in his heart, but believe that those things which you say shall come to pass, it shall have whatsoever he said. So the spirit of faith is believing and speaking faith. Therefore, I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, shall receive those things whatsoever he has said. So therefore, I say to you, the spirit of faith believes and speaks. It is a believing yeah, yeah, yeah. and speaking faith. So the God's kind of faith believes and speaks. The God's kind of faith believes. All through 2021, I speak into your life 
in the name of Jesus that as you speak God's word, you will see the manifestation. As you believe what God has said in his word and declares it, you will see the manifestation in the name of Jesus Christ. I trust God that all through this year that you will begin to declare what God says about you. You begin to speak the what the Bible says about you. You declare that you're walking out of poverty. You're going to walk in prosperity all through this year in the name of Jesus Christ. God is lifting you from, from the dust and causing you to die with kings and priests. God is taking you out of lack. I prophesy to you this year, you will not die before your time. God is going to protect you. God is going to preserve you all through this year. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy marital settlement. I prophesy the yoke of singleness broken. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy healing right now into your body. In the name of Jesus, God is bringing healing to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, I decree that all through this year, you will overcome by faith. The Bible says this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. First John chapter 5, verse 4. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. And first John chapter 5, verse 1, it says, Now, how do you know you have faith? He said, If you believe in Jesus Christ and you accept him as Lord, first John chapter 1, he said, You are born of God. So for whoever is born of God, overcometh the world. But what gives you victory to overcome the world is your faith. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Faith is what gives you victory. Faith is what causes you to walk in victory. Faith is what causes you to overcome the world. And I trust God with you all through this year. But in the name of Jesus, I come against every sickness, every affliction. I prophesy to you this year, God is going to cause you to accelerate. You're going to make progress beyond where you have made before. God will cause you to see increase beyond the one that you've seen. You experience God in dimensions that you have not seen before. In the name of Jesus Christ, into your life, God will bring promotion to your life. God will bring increase into your life. And God will lift you beyond your expectation in the name of Jesus. So I thank God for this opportunity. God bless you. God prosper you. God increase you. God lift you up in the name of Jesus Christ. All through this year, remember, God is a good God. God is not mad at you. God loves you. You must understand what the Bible says about, about the goodness of God. God is not mad at you. God loves you. God will always get it to you. No matter where you are, God will always locate you. He can always locate you wherever you are. And God wants you to live in divine health. And I trust God with you that this year you will experience the goodness of God. God bless you and God prosper you in Jesus' name.
to pray. If you are not yet in your celebration attire, you better go into it. Only one song can come for any other Tuesday to go there. Never to the cafe and yell, you see that. Oh, one teacher come for any joy. We are welcome. All the routine parents here at Baran Wajewa. One of you, Baran. Only mine on the miracle. Maybe I shall yet it better. All the room are my socket. Oh, Jerry, never that to party loss on you. Oh, to your one, no, no, most sort of when they can say. Oh, no, 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 as they will be leading us in grace, make sure you are dancing wherever you are. Kiwa ma webe kilo ndu mama yinu. Cause all we be onjo jua yo mosile. Onjo jo wedding no mosile. Onjo jo graduation no mosile. Onjo jo riri no mosile. And it shall be well with you. God bless you, mommy. As you welcome our mommy. To lead us into that praise and thanksgiving for the next 25 minutes. God bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the living Jesus. Hallelujah. Let us begin to appreciate God. Let us lift up our voice unto Him. I know I told you offending me at Nuriba. Let us appreciate him. A mere one being a yellow go, only when my shoney book bone. Lats your jockey nick by day, Titty dear Cocoy. I won't hear the shilla river. A dull book 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 at a lap, but I see all the way. Jess Christie, Uluawa, Ami, 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 Lurico Jessie. Boshe, my shame, Oloru alagbara bo se ma se ni e e tutu se yi amopewa e be se ma se ni e oloru alagbara be se ma se e tutu se yi amopewa oh yes Money beshe manche, ni waleriko, olorun alagbara. Beshe manche, etutu she yi amopewa, eshe ibiteti bere. Oluwa, eshe ibitebade. I do well, Jesus. Ah, he be tell me, Baba, Oloruti apoli dadu o Ani Oluwa Ah e ma gbe ogo 